Welcome to this week's Shark Only edition of the Fins Up Podcast. I'm your host, Sutto Dan. Uh, caught a little bit off guard by my charming co-host tonight, who looks like he's had a shave and a tidy up in the great Terry Mortimer. Mate, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm really good. I, uh, I did. I had a shave, um, my, my monthly shave that I, I have, because I can't grow facial hair. And I, uh, I clipped my hair, because Toby Rudolph can't score a try. So, here we are. <laughs> Looks fantastic. Bloody Toby, mate. Shout out to the man who um, obviously didn't want Terry to cut his hair. But uh, a try's coming. I think this might, might be the weekend. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that one of his runs close to the line, he would just fall and uh, Aquaman his way into the end goal area, but it didn't happen. <laughs> this was the week for it, wasn't it? Fucking shocking weather. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if, 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 if ever there was a forward that was going to score a try from close range, I thought it would be this game. But... Um... No, it wasn't to be. Not to be, mate. Let's uh, let's get into the game. I'm going to let you have the floor for a little bit. I'm just going to sit back and have some water, and then um, yeah. and I'll chime in a little bit later. Yeah, no worries. Look, Cronulla uh, 12, Parramatta 14 in what can only be described as horrific conditions. Um, uh, you know, some people were at the game and they've said that it was kind of like that Sharknado game against the Rabbitohs in 2015, but without the wind. Um I, I don't like. I went to that Sharknado game, and that looked that looked really bad on the weekend. The the puddles. I mean, Jesse Ramy, and when when he scored that try, and they you know they went to the video reference going backwards and forwards. That was just incredible camera work from <laughs> you know incredible replays from the video ref. I enjoyed that. That was good. He knew, he knew it was a try straight away, but he was just giving everyone what they wanted. They just wanted to see those visual effects. Um, yeah, look, the, the minute. You know, like last week you and I uh, described exactly how we thought Cronulla were going to win the game. Um, what we didn't take into effect was that Mother Nature was going to be a dick. Um, and that that really just took the game plan out the weekend. You know, that, that took everyone, that, 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 that took everything away from both teams. A classic example of this is a couple of weeks ago, the Dogs played the Knights in horrific conditions as well. And, you know, you'd expect the Knights to beat the Bulldogs by 20, 20, 20 to 30 points. And the Dogs got up because those conditions just, they, they bring, you know, they, they level everybody's talent out. It's a really conservative game. So, um, all in all, I wasn't disappointed with the performance. Obviously, you're disappointed with the loss because we scored more tries. And, unfortunately, all our tries happened to be out on the sideline. But, yeah, it's just, it's one of those games, you know, I'm still looking at it now you know, some questionable calls. We didn't get a penalty from the seventh minute in the game, but yeah, it's just, it's one of them, it's one of them ones where you shouldn't feel as pissed off as you are, but you've just got to take that on the chin. Absolutely agreed. I wasn't too upset. I thought if we're going to lose two points to Parramatta and piss and rain's a good way to do it. Um, we spent a year, almost a year and a half, trying to get away from playing boring hit-up football, which was all that was needed on the weekend. So kind of sucks, but overall, I was pretty, pretty impressed. I thought the completion rates were really good because it was fucking abysmal weather. Like, I'm talking, you guys were at Sharknado. I wasn't there. If it was nighttime, I think this would have been Sharknado too. That's the kind of feel were you, I got. Were you had the game on the weekend, Ed? No, no, I wasn't. I was going to go, but um, I had the kids, and when I saw the weather, there's no way I was putting them through it. Ten years ago, mate, you couldn't keep me away from that kind of game. Now, you'd have to pay me a couple hundred bucks. I think I'll go this yeah. weekend, rain, hail, or shine, but... Uh, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad I didn't go this weekend. Um, in terms of the refereeing, yeah, I thought it was pretty shit. But to be honest, when we lost that scrum against our own feed, we lost all right to complain. That is under six stuff. You could see it coming. Parramatta were calling it. I don't know how we missed it. 
Um, we we just we just dropped the ball. They got it. We made a Ueli made a stupid tackle off the ball. You know. Then again, if he doesn't dummy and Ueli doesn't make that shot, we yell at him. You kind of can't win. But I think overall the teams were separated by them winning a scrum against our feed, and their number six could run at full pelt where ours very obviously could not which i thought also hurt us big time yeah look uh, you know as you said on the completion rates i had a look at the stats and i was surprised that to see that we had 76 percent completion rate and yours had 75 percent because i honestly don't remember that many errors but it's you know i've gone back and uh, i have watched a replay of that game stupidly and the errors just seem to to be in bunches you know ramian would drop the ball then, then the Eels would drop the ball. And, and, you know, you'd get two or three errors in a row and then you'd go a couple of sets without having an error. Um, and then it didn't, you know, it didn't help Parramatta's case that Blake Ferguson was just a walking error on the weekend, apart from the most blatantly obvious knock-on that Ben Cummins didn't see. Um, the scrum, you know, I was, again, a, a questionable because you have a look earlier on in the game when there was a scrum feed and Ben Cummins said to both teams, don't push. Mm-hmm. But we feed the scrum, and and you know obviously he's allowed them to push. Now, gone back and had a look at it, and we've trapped the ball at lock, which means Parramatta have every right to to push. It's wet weather football, mate. That was the dumbest play ever by Blake Braley to trap that ball at the end of the scrum. Absolutely, get it in and get it out of the scrum. This isn't. Yep. I, I hate those those where they stop the ball at, at lock. Anyways, I think it's just it just buggers everything up. But yeah, hundred percent dumbest play. He'll learn from that. Both their tries came off errors in our own end, and their game-winning penalty came off an error that we couldn't win our own scrum. So, again, we're our own worst enemies. Just want to give a shout-out to anyone who's bagging Sean Johnson for missing three kicks. He kicked that ball from a swimming pool on the weekend, and he cannoned the post from the sideline. How he got it that far in that wind and rain is beyond me. The guy's kicking at plus, 80% plus. You know, it's a shame he couldn't land one from three. You know, maybe one from three would have been a bit better effort. But my God, to blame Sean Johnson for that is just, that's that's ridiculous. I think that's just, like, honestly, I think anyone who's turned around saying that we lost that game because of his goal kicking is a cop-out. Um, and, you know, you know, they've said, well, you know, if he lands two of those conversions, we win the game. It's not as easy to say that. If he lands two of those conversions at 16-12 when we give that penalty away. Mm-hmm. So Parramatta aren't going to take that shot for goal. They're going to they're going to take the tap. And who's to say they're not going to score a try under the post? So, I you know obviously you, you can look at the game and say, well, he missed three kicks. That's obviously why we lost the game. But the bloke was incredible to kick a forty twenty in those conditions. You know when a lot of his kicks were just pulling up in a puddle of water. That was you know again if he doesn't play on the weekend, we're not even in that game. Absolutely, I loved his try to Jesse Ramian. He kicked that ball to friggin' Hurstville and it caught up. He read the conditions perfectly. Mate, you're not going to me, catch me bagging Sean Johnson. You know, there were times where he probably could have run a little bit more this weekend. But don't forget, he also chased that bloke down after giving him a 15-meter head start to save a try. So, you know, if that, last that, year... That, that kick that he put in for Ramian, he, he had to kick that heavy because if he kicks it lighter, it might not make the in-goal area. Or if it does make the in-goal area, Sevo gets there first. Oh, 100%. It was you read yeah. the conditions. But it's the fact it's the fact that Sevo actually had to turn and then chase to the dead ball line. You know, if that ball just makes it into the try line, Sevo can pretty much just reach out and, and, and ground that ball. So it was a great kick. He, he read it well. Um, yeah, look, I, I can't fault him. He made all these tackles. He was 21 from 21 on the weekend. 
he chased down Mitchell Moses. He kept us in the game. He had two try assists. Um, yeah, to, to turn around and say that you know he was he was shocking on the weekend or he you know he cost us the game. But it's it's a cop out for mine. He, he, apart from Dylan Brown, he was the best player on the field. Yeah, I'd argue. I I think honestly, no one would have said boo if we hadn't had that run last year where we missed so many kicks. I think he's a product of that. Look, I I thought Johnson was probably our best player. I thought Wade was good in patches. I didn't. He was a bit too eager to kick. But again, you yeah. play to the conditions, and he he saw it. And you know, I'm not I'm not going to bag him. The guy's one of our best players of all time. But that, you know, that, kick, that, that kick is going to haunt him though. All he had to do was pass the ball to Dugan, and Dugan was over the line. We don't we don't know how to do overlaps. We, 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 we don't. Just, no. I mean, I'm going to put a take out there to you, Dan. Can we? Do we have to stop bagging Townsend for kicking on an overlap now? Uh, absolutely not. I think we bag him more. <laughs> I think it's become contagious within the squad. Yeah. Uh, look, I mean, wait. Because of chat, they did that. Yeah, look, that, that, a that's a replay that Wade Graham is going to want to forget really quickly because it goes through the hands and Katoa scores or he holds it up just that little bit longer and passes the ball to Dugan and Gutherson's not going to stop Dugan that close to the line. He's not. I... I know, I know you in the group chat were quite quick to shut it down, but I didn't... I know Ronaldo scored two tries. Very amazing tries. Like, he's a freakish player. I don't know why you don't put Katoa on that right side. It was working so well. I just... I don't know the reason for the switch. John Morris spoke about it in the press conference at the end of the game. They asked him about it, and he said that the switch between Ronaldo and Katoa was nothing to do with Katoa's form out wide. It was to put a bigger body on Mikasevo. Okay, fair call. Yeah. yeah that's so, you know, obviously, you know, Katoa is a midget compared to Sevo, and at least Ronaldo's got a little bit of height behind him. And I think they just wanted to be a little bit more aggressive on that, that right edge. And, you know, Ronaldo's an aggressive player, Ramin's an aggressive player. I think they just wanted to have those two aggressive players against Jennings and, and Sevo. I think they kept them very quiet. It worked. I so, did yeah. feel like Katoa was very quiet. But again, mm-hmm. he's the kind of player that makes 15 tackle breaks in a run and steps and. Jumps and all that, and these weren't the conditions for Katoa. Let let's uh, let's get onto this before I blow a um, a gasket. Matt Moylan. Before, yep. No, before we talk about Moylan, um, the wingers in in this game, apart from Ronaldo, may have well not played because you know I saw some criticism online, be it Facebook, Twitter, or Sharks forum, saying that Ramian and Dugan were ball hogs on the weekend. They didn't give the wingers enough ball. Josh Dugan was getting tackled and nearly pushed over the sideline from a scrum wing. Absolutely. This so, not a game for him. You, you weren't giving the ball to the wingers. Uh, Mulatalo scored two tries but only made 56 metres. Uh, Parramatta had the game plan to kick the ball to Sione Katoa to avoid Ronaldo's kick returns. Ronaldo, Katoa only made 121 metres. For Parramatta, uh, Mikasivo had 65 metres. It's the first time in about... It's the first time since, I think, round three or four last year that he hasn't run for over 100 metres. And Blake Ferguson only had 129 metres, and Ferguson normally tops up around about the, the 200, 220 mark against us because he's got that vendetta of apparently he hates us for him activating a clause in his contract. So I don't get that, but it, this wasn't a game for the wingers at all. If you, you know, In fact, if any of our centres had passed the ball to their wingers, they would have been not only in touch, but they would have been in the grandstand. That's how far they would have slid. Yeah, it was. Well, I know they were joking on Channel 9 about players running and diving at the line from three or four metres out, but there's no stopping that play, and it was the same for the wingers. Yeah. So let's talk about him now. I know you were going to say it. Let's go. 
Mate, I, I'm annoyed, very annoyed. Um, Moylan cops some criticism that he 100% deserved on the weekend because he had an absolute nightmare of a game. Kept get caught offside three times. I think I stopped counting. I had enough. Uh, dropped the ball cold with no one around and kicked the ball halfway to Penrith when we had an overlap. Um, he shouldn't play. And I base that on the fact that it was a wet 10 track. Mate, if you're going to do a hammy, it's on a fucking... Like, that was the weekend. And you put a player who's just come back from a hamstring injury and doesn't trust his legs enough to break out into a sprint because he chased Mitch Moses at about 50-60% and he made an intercept and was looking for someone straight away. A guy who trusts his hamstrings is running as fast as he can to get as many metres as he can. He probably cost himself 20 metres in the end. So he did make a good break. It was a great pickup, great play. But he knew his hamstrings were fucked. And for him to not put in 100%, can't blame him, shouldn't have been there. No, he shouldn't have looked. It, was, it, wasn't all, it wasn't all bad from Moylan. You know, he did have his hands in some really nice things as well, right? As you said... For that slips catch in those conditions, incredible. He is, you know, he read the game really well. He got the forwards. He organised the left hand side really well. And again, he didn't miss a tackle on the weekend. And that's something that you've never got to worry about Matt Moylan defending at five eight because he defends really well. The things that he did wrong on the weekend, as you said, were he dropped the ball um, with no one on him, but he didn't adjust to the conditions in the game for my liking for his running game. And he really took Wade and the left edge out of it. He really he really did. And it wasn't until late in the second half where it looked like Wade had sort of pushed him a little bit further so they could open up, you know, pushed more than a little bit infield further. They opened up the field and Dugan actually made, you know, some half breaks and, you know, some, some good metres. But um, his hospital pass to Jesse Ramian was something ridiculous you know and and rich osington put in our our facebook group chat that it's going to come down to an error and next thing you know moylan throws that pass and kane evans scores but that kick at the end of the game for a player of his stature for a player of his experience and in those conditions that that wasn't the play um, and if it was the kick, he kicked the ball all wrong because he kicked it end over end. If you had a look at Sean, any time he was putting the ball in the end goal area, he was kicking it off his instep or the top of his foot, more than fucking hammered that ball. Even if it found a puddle, it was going out. Yeah, it did. It, just, it went way over. I thought the play was on as it happened. I thought the, he, the play was on. Yeah, I the thought he timed it well. called it, but you've still, got to, you've still got to read the clock and you've got to read the situation. And it wasn't as if the kick was under pressure either, but it was the second tackle. Exactly. If it was the last 10 seconds of the game, that is the play. But we yeah. had another, what, two or three minutes. Yeah. Go right and try and try and get, you know, Connor Tracy in some space with his, you know, coming off the bench or, or Braley from dummy half or something. It just, it was dumb. It was all or nothing yeah. two minutes ago. But even still, as you said, like, Two minutes to go. He's not the one I want kicking the ball in the end goal area because the bloke on the other side of the field second in repeat dropouts. Exactly. It had to be like, something. You know, the bloke on the other side of the field's already put a kick in for a fucking try. Exactly. This weekend against the Titans in nice yeah. weather in the 20th minute, if he has that kick, fair play to him. Good on him. You, you, you yeah. take those opportunities. It just wasn't the time. And I just felt like Moylan's a confidence player and he had no confidence based on he couldn't run. And yeah. you take a run and... Out of a running half frigging game 
What do you have? You have a shell of a player who's going to cop shit off social media last, all week. I hope he doesn't sign in Instagram because our fans will fucking hammer him, let alone the um, the fans of other clubs. But, oh, mate. I, look, I'm glad he's been named this weekend. But I, if we didn't play Parramatta last week, Trindle plays that game. Obviously, we played him because of his experience and Trindle's young and top of the table, etc. I wish we played the Titans last week So I think Trindle would have played. I think we would have won quite con- easily. This week, on a slightly less disgusting track... Maybe bring Moylan back in, but... Yeah, look, I, you know, you, you can't really criticise the team selection, and, and we're, we're... I think the only players that we've got out injured at the moment are Chad Townsend and Andrew Fafita. Um, but you, you're absolutely right. Trindle did nothing wrong in against the Broncos, and for him to miss that game because Moylan returned for, from injury... That, it's not as if that, that weather snuck up on us an hour before the game. The weather forecast all week was a monsoon. You read the, read the, you know, Moylan's, and this is another criticism of Moylan as well, is he's not one to go and do the hard yards. No. You know, he, he, he's not one, you know, he, he backs out of a lot of, you know, he backs it, like, not, not defensively, but if he doesn't have to run the ball, he won't. And if he doesn't have to do anything, you know, he can drift in and out of a game. But to stick him in a puddle of water and ask him to run, you know, and he's not the fastest player in the world anyway. Nice. But yeah, it's it just I really and I think for someone as crafty as Trindle with Trindle's kicking game, fucking hell, that you have a look, Moses on Moses on one side, Dylan Brown on the other, two halves that were were kicking and running perfectly. If we had Trindle, we we've matched them. Absolutely. Look, I I don't bag the Moylan in the conditions though. He should have been pulled out late because I think they still had Trindle on the bench till late, didn't they? Yeah, again, it's just it's like you know all year we've talked about the involvement, like the involvement of John Morris and how he learns as a coach, and you know that's going to be a situation for him where you know he has to like you know if you want Moylan back into the squad, fuck Tracy off, you yeah. know start Trindle, put Moylan on on the bench because. You know, the Connor, the Connor Tracy in for mine still doesn't make sense because, you know, what, what did he do? He hooked Brayley. So if, if there wasn't the injury to Mulatalo, he was going to hook Brayley. Yeah. So, Just... you know, what, yeah, I, I don't get it. I don't get why we're carrying the utility on the bench unless that utility is going to be Matt Moylan. Yeah, I agree. I Look, in terms of forwards, I thought they were pretty good. Like, again, exactly. conditions... They're not right for players making 250 metres up the middle, you know. I thought we kept Campbell Goulard really, really quiet. That's his quietest game since he's good good form. Uh, Paulo as well was pretty quiet. I think they kept Lane quiet. I think we did everything we could. I mean, you can see two tries to Parramatta is pretty excellent at this time. I, You know, there was no... I would say we missed Nakora, but I felt like... Talakai was too one-dimensional on the weekend, and I hadn't felt that this this year. Maybe he was just playing in the conditions. Um, I don't remember Teague Wilton coming on until very, very late, unless I missed his first stint, so I don't know what was going on there. And um, Sorensen, was he even there? Did he and did he play? Yeah, he played the opening 20, and then he came on right at the end. But, it, you know, our starting lock is really just taking the opening 20 minutes before we unleash Toby Rudolph. Yeah. But, you're, you know... Regan Campbell-Gillard didn't have his most explosive game. He still made 164 metres. Junior Paulo made 144. Um, the bloke that I was really surprised about, though, Nathan Brown had 213 metres, and I thought we handled him pretty well until like the last 
10 to 15 minutes and then I thought he was really backing into it but on, on Talakai you know he, he made the most metres for us and he broke the most tackles for us um, I think he was a little bit one dimensional but again those conditions didn't really suit his type of gameplay but they weren't going to suit they, they weren't going to suit him to core either so I'm glad we had Talakai out there our boy Toby had 160 metres Dugan had 131 uh, as you said, I thought, you know, Wade Graham, his last game and, and this weekend, I thought he was very, very good. Although Aaron Woods, you know, he didn't do much with the ball in hand, but I thought Woods really controlled the middle for us. Um, and I thought we lacked a little bit when he went off. Um, Royce Hunt was, was big off the bench as well. Um, it's just, you know, it's, as you said, it's just one of them games where you... You take it on the chin, but fucking hell, I couldn't help being disappointed after we lost that game. I think it was more the way we lost, but, you know, not the conditions. No, I agree, 100%. Look, Parramatta were there for the taking, and I think the rain... The rain makes these games a... Whoever does the less dumb shit wins, and we did more dumb shit. We didn't get a penalty since the seventh minute, and you can blame the referee because there were things that could have been penalised, but ultimately we had enough ball and we lost a scrum against our feed. And a two-point loss. Let's move on to next week. Let's smash the Titans. It's, it's fine. It's not going to end the season. You know, so I had a look at the stats on there, um, the the 7-2 penalty count. I only remember us getting one penalty, and that was for Josh Dugan being taken out of the way Graham kick. I don't remember the either the first or the second penalty, but I know we only had one penalty. I, I know we didn't get a penalty from the seventh minute in the game. And I think that's where Wade Graham needs to evolve his leadership you know at half time surely as he's walking off he could he could have said to Ben Cummins when was the last time we got a penalty you know I don't believe for a fact that Matt Moylan can be offside three times in one half but Parramatta aren't offside once all game yeah it's a bit cool in those conditions I don't believe that Parramatta played the perfect defensive the, the perfect defensive game to not be offside once but he can pinpoint Matt Moylan three times yeah. So that's where I got frustrated with Cummins as well. I got frustrated with Cummins calling that knock-on from Jesse Ramian straight away, but letting the Blake Ferguson one go. Now, you either call them both knock-back or knock-ons because they were exactly the same play. Graham Annesley has come out and said it was a knock-back, but you know, Graham Annesley's there to, to defend the decision-maker as well. I thought Ben Cummins was, was poor. I, thought, I, I honestly thought he was really, really poor. I hate slamming the referees, especially now there's only one of them because it's the toughest job that they've got. He was dog shit, though. Yeah. He was fucking diabolical. I don't disagree. I think I'd be a lot more annoyed if we didn't lose the scrum because that just took all my anger away. That is just park football bullshit. But, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think the referee helped us in any way. Perhaps yeah. we got to get over that. we just got to play better. Yeah. But, again, it, it came down to one error and one bit of ill-discipline that cost us two points against a top of the table side that we could have beaten. So, you know, I'm not I'm not in the uh, not in the worst mood. I'm certainly happier than I was last time we lost, put it that way. Yeah, look, um Parramatta as well, uh the equal best defensive team in the competition with the Melbourne Storm. So we, and we again, we scored more tries than them. Um you know, that's one of the things you got to live with before we move on and review the game. Dan, I made the unfortunate mistake of going on Facebook this week. Here we go. I know. Yeah. Your head's dropped. So I've got some pearlers. <laughs> I've got some pearlers on here, right? Now, I blew up about Matt Moylan on Twitter, 
and I make no mistake about that whatsoever. He was our worst player, right? If you're going to criticise Matt Moylan, you've got to criticise um, for, for what he did in that game. There was a guy on social media, though, who turned around and said, check the last five games that Matt Moylan has played. We've lost them all. So I went back and checked all the last five games that Matt Moylan played. And in fact, we had won them all. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I said to him, I go, well, these are the games that he played and we'd actually won these games. So what are you getting at? And the bloke just turned around to me and said, well, you're a fucking wanker and he blocked me. Oh, good argument. <laughs> That was number one. Uh, then there was another person uh, who turned around and said that our centres didn't do anything on the weekend. So, again, I had to point out that Josh Dugan and Jesse Ramian were top five in metres gained for us. Josh Dugan was second in tackle breaks. Uh, Jesse Ramian was third in tackle breaks. And Jesse Ramian actually scored a try. Uh, again, he blocked me. <laughs> well, man, fair call. The last one that I couldn't, uh, I couldn't even respond to was... Someone actually went online and said, I'm not quite sure what Toby Rudolph offers this team. <sighs> Minute silence. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I didn't reply to it. Um, I didn't know what to say, but if he doesn't understand what Toby Rudolph brings to our team, I can't help him. The best bench middle forward this season doesn't bring anything to our team. The best forward in the competition from minute 20 to minute 60 doesn't offer anything to our team. A guy who averages 40 minutes a game and in those 40 minutes can run for over 200 metres. In monsoonal conditions, ran for 160 metres but doesn't offer anything to our team. Sharks Facebook. The last one was, this was one of the poorest defensive efforts that Cronulla has ever put in. Uh, he turned around and said, I would hate to see the missed tackle count. I actually wrote back and said, well, our missed tackle count was 25. But the week before when we won, our missed tackle count was 40. I didn't know as well that when we beat the North Queensland Cowboys this year, we missed 57 tackles. Yeah, it makes sense. This this game on the weekend was actually our third best defensive effort (laughs) for the season. Fantastic. So, so that's... Uh... I'm slowly getting over it, but I think I'm going to introduce a new segment next week that's called Shark Social Media, and I'm just going to get the top five bangers and just read them out. Let's do it, because, I look, I I stayed off social media this week, so I was a little bit annoyed. I respect you for not answering that idiot, because I'd still be... I wouldn't have been able to record tonight. I'd be too busy slandering the prick. Oh, my God. I thought thought to myself, if I start responding (laughs) now, I'd still be going. Yeah, Absolutely. I'd be giving him a, a game-by-game analysis of what Toby Rudolph brings to our team. So I had to stop. I've got... I, I, just, I, I had to log out. I've got notes about these blokes that were bagging Will Kennedy early on, saying he's the worst fullback of all time. And I keep tagging him every week, every time he tries this, and say, hmm, hmm? And he's starting to like my comments. He's not responding anymore. So I take that as a victory. Will, Will Kennedy cops uh, a bit of criticism on the weekend. They, you know, A lot of people said that he didn't offer much at fullback. Did you not see that bomb he took? He wrong-footed himself and took it on the fingertips. He did. That was the most ridiculous catch of all time. That was a million to one that he was going to hold that. And I thought it was going to bounce off his fingers right into the chaser's hands. Oh, yeah. Now, just just talking Will Kennedy as well. He's played nine games this year and has eight tries. Pretty good. Um, I think I I read he's third in the NRL in tries per game. 
So obviously Sean Johnson's number one, Luke Keery's number two because they both average more than a try assist a game. But if you were to go on the the assist per game ratio, Will Kennedy's number three, Chad Townsend is in the top ten as well. I'm going to feel dirty for saying this before we move on, but I feel that if Chad had played on the weekend instead of Moreland, we would have won that game. I think we would have lost by forty. I can't. You can't. I can't do it, Terry. I just can't do it. I if Trindle plays, we win. Yeah, if Trindle or Chad play, we win that game. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's good. move on. Um, we are playing the Gold Coast Titans this weekend. Uh, a bit of a danger game because I mean, like the Titans are in okay form and they, they did have a nice win on the weekend. So that's going to be a, a game for them. You know, they, they're obviously they're getting some players back and they're going to you know have a little bit of confidence. Whereas we might be heavy legged and and still still seething about that loss, but. Um, We've named an almost identical team. I think uh, Teague Wilton's been dropped to 18th man and Jack Williams has come in. Um, for the Gold Coast Titans, uh, my phone's not working, so I can't uh, give out the team list. But uh, the only player that scares me in that team at the moment is AJ Brimson. AJ Brimson, come back from uh, from a huge injury, scores two tries and is man of the match by an absolute mile. I love, I love the kid. He's probably my favourite non-shark or one of, one of three quite easily. Uh, this is a danger game. Couldn't agree more because we smacked the Titans a couple of weeks ago in beautiful, sunny, Gold Coast weather. This game's going to be played on, on a dirt, wet track where you couldn't even see the Lions after five minutes of rain on the weekend. So if Ash Taylor kicks well and Brimson gets finds some space, anything can happen. And we've been smashed by the Gold Coast in similar conditions recently. I know they belted us up there a couple of years ago in the, in the disgusting rain. It was a three o'clock afternoon. I was took some time off work and didn't want to come back. I was so filthy. So I'm a little bit worried that might happen. But I'm hoping the wake up call we got on this weekend maybe gives us a lift we need. Might be a silly thing to say, but uh, put it this way: I don't think Moylan can play that badly. I don't think that's possible. And I think the Williams in might add a bit more grunt. I probably wouldn't have dropped Teague, but he didn't really do much on the weekend. So perhaps his position is just to fill in. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I like the Jack Williams in for Teague Wilton. Now, Teague's, you know, 21 years old. He's still growing. Um, but I just think that as, as the season's going on and we get close to the finals football, we need these older heads in there. And Jack Williams hadn't really done anything recently to get himself dropped. The other thing as well is when we played the Titans last time, Jack Williams had 100 metres inside the first 13 minutes of the game, but it was remembered for him bombing that open try and, and, and dropping the ball a couple of times. I do like him being back in. I think this week, though, we've, you know, you've just said if Matt, Matt Moreland can't play any worse than that, if he is playing worse than that inside and 30 minutes into the game, hook him. Yeah. Get him the fuck hook off. Him, Get Tracy on the field. I think, you know, that that's another criticism I had of the game on the weekend against Parramatta. You saw Moylan couldn't stretch out. Tracy's a lot quicker than him, and he just wasn't confident in his ability. He needed to be hooked, but, you know, give him that give him that second chance. Um, but, yeah, if, if, if he's going down the shitty, you've got to hook him because, you know, John Morris showed his balls last year by hooking Sean Johnson when he didn't play well. He's... he's He's got to he's got to bring that character back as well. Uh, the one thing about Sean Johnson, the Gold Coast Titans, his stats against them are ridiculous. He's played them something like seventeen times for fourteen tries and has about twenty five try assists as well. And I think he's only lost one game to them. This is a good bounce back opportunity. I don't yeah. think it'll be like last time where we we whacked him in the second half, played him off the park. I think it'll be a lot closer. 
we, we should win. Like I'm not even going to sugarcoat. We should we should beat the Titans fairly handily. Look, the rain may may bring them right back in. It might make it might suit them more than us. But you know we we've got a back big back five except Kennedy, you know, four of five who should make plenty of meters. I can't see anyone outside of Don that can match that for them. As good as Sammy is and their other their other players, Don's the one we got to watch because the prick scores a try every time he plays us, and it's always some freakish try. <clears throat> that no one else in the world will ever score or he'll score again. So you factor in yeah. one or two of those, maybe we need... I think we need four tries to beat them this week. Yeah, I think... Uh, look, this, this this game is a must-win, obviously, <laughs> because we've got Penrith the following week. Um, this game, you know, the game on the weekend against Parramatta, I think I'm more angry about that game is because it's a lost opportunity. You know, we win that game, we're fifth. We play the Gold Coast Titans, we should win this game. We remain fifth, and you give yourself some breathing space against Manly and the Tigers, who are you know it's probably the season's probably down to a top ten now. You know the, the Tigers are in tenth place; they're probably the only other uh, them and Manly are the only teams who can jump into the top eight. Um, I you know it's I think it's just more of a missed opportunity. We have to beat the Titans because we're going independent. You can't go independent from the back of two losses because your confidence will just be straight down. Um, we just need to play the same game plan as we played last time, and I think there's absolutely no reason why we can't give the Titans a spanking again. Um, our forwards are so much better than theirs, and we showed that last time. We absolutely dominated them last time, and our backs are way better than theirs as well, apart from AJ Brimson. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, yeah, oh, look, we play them nine times, uh, ten times, we beat them nine, nine and a half times out of ten. A little bit worried about the wet, but maybe I'm looking too much into what happened last week. I mean, it's not going to be as bad as last week. I don't, I don't think that's possible. And I think it was one to five millimeters forecast, whereas last week was like a million millimeters. It just it, it didn't stop raining, and it was raining sideways at times. So I think Johnson comes into the game a little bit more. I think Ramian comes in a little bit more. And I think Katoa comes into the game where he didn't last week. So I'm expecting more from Talakai as well. I think Wade in a, in a better track does more. I just every, we got every advantage, and, and if we don't win, yeah, next week's not going to be fun for you or me. No, I mean the conditions in Sydney for the weekend at the moment. On you know, there's there's some rain on Friday, um, and there's no rain on Saturday. And when we kick off at three o'clock on Saturday, it's supposed to be eighteen degrees. So, Jeez, that's too um, yeah, I know, but that that's just my weather forecast. Now it changes every day. Um, you know, I, I, the one thing that, that worries me is that we might be heavy-legged from that game from playing in those conditions. But, you know, uh, give the give the guys extra rest. I, I don't think our training would have been so strenuous this week. At least I hope it wasn't. Um, you know, hopefully they've given them, you know, a day or two off to get that fatigue out and then just go just rip straight back into it. But, you know, our forwards should bully them, which should give Sean Johnson and Matt Moylan and Will Kennedy all the opportunity to move and, and, and get some tries. Absolutely. Jack Williams coming in. He didn't play last week. And Connor Tracy might as well have not played. I think he played 18 minutes or something. So we should have two fresh players there. Sorensen only played 25 or 30 minutes. So starting forwards, yeah, look, there. it's it's going to be tough. That's a tough game to come off. And to get belted like they did in the middle against Para, very difficult. But, yeah, I'm pretty... Never confident as a Sharks fan, but I'm feeling good. I'm looking forward to going this week. I know Rich and I were planning on having a drink. I don't know if that'll still happen, but uh, should be should be fun, mate. You, you going to be there this weekend? No, mate, I got a double header for soccer. Do you really need to be there up. after last weekend's performance? What's that? Didn't you guys win fourteen 0 and you made two saves? 
15 nil and I touched the ball once in, in 90 minutes and then the second time I touched the ball was a, a header on the last kick of the game. Yeah, 15 nil in those conditions we won. Well, there you go, 15-2. You'll be right. Come to the game. At, at, the, at the end of the game, there was a puddle over my ankles. My boots are fucked. Like, my, my, <laughs> my kit's just absolutely ruined. Um, but, no, we, we, we've got to play Saturday and Sunday. So, um, we... We finish at ten to three, so it's straight into the clubhouse with some beers and some pizza to watch the game. But um, yeah, look, the, the just the last thing on this before we wrap up, Britain Nakora now being the nineteenth man. What are your thoughts on that? If Talakai and Wade are going to play eighty minutes, Nakora's not needed. I just I don't I don't see him. If we drop Sorensen from the bench, Nakora comes in, Talakai back to the bench. Okay, I'm all right with that. But we've got two 80-minute back rowers, and we've got players that can play in the back row. He's not needed unless he's starting. And even then, I I wasn't real high on him. I think Talakai's undoubtedly been better. But I also miss Talakai coming off the bench and ripping and tearing this week. So maybe we go back to that, perhaps? Yeah, look, I... I think with Britain Acora as well, like he obviously he's down on form, maybe he's down on confidence. Obviously, we, we found out that his um, missus is, is due to have a baby as well. But I think he's got some X factor about him that you you need, right? And if you've got him on the bench, there is no reason why you couldn't move Talakai into the middle, you know, or there's no reason that you couldn't bring Nakora on and give Talakai a quick rest and then chuck him on. You know, back into the middle as if he was coming off the bench. I, I look at the players like Scott Torrance and Jack Williams in the side, and I look at Britton Nakora, and whilst those other guys might be workhorses, they can't do what Britt does. And there's a reason why in his rookie year he played for New Zealand, and there's a reason why a lot of people were so high on him. And and he, you know, in the first half of the year he was undoubtedly the rookie of the year until he fell off a cliff. Hopefully, these one or two weeks out. You know he reclimbs that cliff and get you know gets back to where he was because I think he's a player that can add a lot more to the team than say bringing in a Teague Wilton, and I think he's a player he's definitely a player that can add a lot more to the team than Scott Sorensen. Um, so I'm hoping that Morris is just keeping him out for one or two weeks to to develop that hunger, and I hope he's you know he's just not banishing him from the squad because he is something that uh, he, he adds something that we don't have, and you know. If it's a close game and you've got Britton Nakora to come on and run off a run a line off Sean Johnson, I'm going to trust him to do that over Jack Williams or, or Scott Sorensen. Yeah, I think I know. I know I'm very high on Teague Wilton. I know we sort of went over before his debut the other week. I think Nakora is in our best seventeen. I think if the grand final is this weekend, Nakora starts and Sorensen's on the bench. Uh, I mean, um, Talakai's on the bench. I don't think Sorensen plays. I he needs to decide between Williams and Sorensen. This back and forth, you know, you pick you pick the player for the the matchup. That's fair, but they're the exact same player. Uh, Sorensen's probably a little bit more creative and a little bit clever. He's better, heats better footwork. But Williams is a battering ram, so I'm thinking Williams has got to be that man that starts at 13 before Toby comes on to wreak havoc. And I think Nakora in the 17. Fafita's back next week, evidently, so it's going to be interesting. I think we go back to the four man bench. Yeah, I, I think we're going to go back to the four forward bench as well because, Sorry, and, and, and I, I'm, I think this is where Scott Sorensen is going to stay in the side because, you know, if there's an injury to a dummy half, Scott Sorensen's played there for the Jets. 
Um, if there's an injury to the halves, obviously Wade Graham would go in there and then Sorensen can go and play on the edge, which he's also done for the Jets as well. So I think Sorensen's versatility would might get him the nod over Jack Williams, but um, you, you're 100% right. When Fafita comes back, we can't carry Connor Tracy. Um, but for mine, when Fafita comes back, he then takes the Royce Hunt role, whereas Royce Hunt was getting the minutes in the back end of the game. Royce Hunt's earned his minutes now. Fafita's coming off injuries and you know a, a bung leg, a bung, a bung calf. He's the one who's got to ease himself and prove himself that he deserves to be back in the team. Yes, yeah, fair especially the finger the way it was too. Yeah, I can't believe he played two weeks with his finger like that. No, that's incredible. That that's a toughness that footballers yeah. just seem to have ingrained because that that it didn't look fun. No, and and similar injury to Angus Crichton, he cut his finger off. Yeah, that's just. <laughs> Yeah, no, thank you. Look, I'm looking forward to Fafita getting back because I think, again, he's in our best 17. But uh, we have to win this weekend, Terry. I can't I can't be there and see us lose. It's just it's not part of my weekend plans, mate. No, it's not, it's not part of my weekend plans either considering that uh, half half my football team don't go for the Sharks so they're going to be cheering against them. Um, I, don't, I don't really want to play a doubleheader and have a loss in between that to a, a shitty Gold Coast Titans team. I do think that it was absolute unreal banter from the Titans, though, to release that newspaper saying that they were the best team in Queensland despite them being 13th on the ladder. <laughs> hey, true um, facts, you know. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's it's the state of Queensland uh, football at the moment. But, um, yeah, look, uh, I mean, I kind of hope the Bulldogs win this weekend because Brisbane sure as shit aren't going to do it. And, you know, just, just put the Queensland teams 15, 14 and... And sixteen. So that, that in an ideal world, absolutely. We mm. we got to do our part. Yeah. yeah uh, just just uh, another thing as well, Dan. I know we didn't do the uh, the the round review last week, and we we haven't done it this week as well. We'll be back next week. But we did submit our tips, and both you and I tipped seven out of eight last weekend. Fantastic! Look at us. Yes. I'm very we happy are, with that. Are, our tips will be in again this week. So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, this is just a game now where. You know, Morris has got to just just do what he did in the, in the preparation for the last Gold Coast Titans game because they they aren't changing too much. I think the emphasis has got to be just just kick the ball as high as you can. Someone's got to flatten Brimson early and and, and make sure he doesn't want to run the ball all that much. Oh, the Cowboys gave him way too much time and space last weekend. That's one thing that we don't do with fullbacks. Uh, Gutherson was was suffocated last weekend as well. Yeah, Gutherson um, very very quiet. Yeah, we need to do that to Brimson. We need to put a bomb up early. And whack him. I definitely don't think the Titans have Parramatta's defence either. Where we had the ball for like that five or six minute period, I think we scored twice against the Gold Coast, whereas Parramatta didn't look too too worried by it. Completely yeah. different game this weekend, absolutely. Yeah, uh, if, if, if we get the Titans on their line for, you know, and we were we force a couple of dropouts, we'll score a try and that, that'll crack them, you know. And, and it, it, it should have happened the last time we played them when we scored the try and we had all the possession. The floodgates should have opened. Unfortunately, we made a shitty mistake and they scored. You know, we're, we're evolving every week as a football team. I don't think the Titans are going to challenge us. We'll win 13-plus this weekend. Should do, absolutely. Uh, again, if it rains, it becomes a different game. But, yeah, yeah, these are the games that we need to win here and in. And I'm starting to feel like we will do that, whereas six to eight weeks ago, it was 50-50. It's probably like 80-20 now. So yeah. let's, not lose, let's not lose this weekend, boys, please. 
No, uh, I, I'm also going to go out and say that every single one of our uh, centres and wingers this weekend, so Rami and Dugan, Katoa and Mulatalo will all score a try. All score a try? I like it. I'll throw in yeah. that Anthony Donald score because he always scores against us, and that'll be their only try. Uh, and just, just to smite the fans, Sean Johnson's going to kick 100% this weekend. 100%? Kick 6 from 6, you reckon? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I like it. What a, that mate, People come to us for this sort of... Uh, Insight, I love it. It's sort of insight, yeah. Uh, and we're not usually wrong. We haven't been wrong before, so I'd like to see someone prove us. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, just don't go back and listen to the old episodes. Yeah. We're right. We'll be fine. It's all good. Last three. Oh, oh, well, I'm not going to hang on that more than this weekend, so I'll leave that to you. Uh, yeah, hang on that more than Fuck it. 